Welcome to the Calvary Baptist Church Podcast. For more information, be sure to visit us at cbctaylorville.com. Listen now as Pastor Chad delivers this week's message. Our students for leading us this morning. Awesome, you guys can take a seat. So, awesome, that's just a little, a little glimpse of what we got to do all week. We got to, we got to spend a, many times a day, um, we got to spend a lot of times each day getting together, singing, praising God together. Thank you, now I can see people. <laughs> so we got to spend that time, time together singing, praising the Lord, and, um, and as you guys know, we, we have some of our own who have came through the student ministry and, you know, served on the worship team with me of helping lead in these camps, uh, Michaela and Tate. So that was really good to, to see them, good to see them using their gifts for the Lord. And something that I, I have to imagine is, so there was, there was a thousand of us students in one space, you know, talking sixth graders up to like 12th graders. So I'd have to imagine it was, it was very loud in that gym. And I'd have to imagine that probably a couple blocks away, you could probably hear us singing and probably hear us um, praising the Lord together. So that was, that was really awesome. And um, it was really great to, um, to be there. And I think when we were there praising, when we were there singing and um, lifting up the name of the Lord, I have to just think that that was, that was a little glimpse of what it's going to be like in heaven, hearing all those voices <laughs> praising Jesus together. And, you know, something that makes that even sweeter is we go to camp, you know, we're praying for, for God to do big things and God to change lives, and he does. And what makes that sweeter of getting to think about when we get to heaven, of those praising the Lord, is that we had two of our students get saved and accept Christ as our Savior. Amen. And then we had another student basically reaffirm where they're at in Christ and, and basically make certain where they are in, in their relationship with God. So, yes, let's give it up for that, too. So that's awesome that those students are also going to be joining us in heaven, and those students are also going to get to be praising the Lord with us in heaven. So it was a, it was a great time. Obviously, we spent a lot of time, as I said, singing, praising God together. We spent a lot of time, you know, doing the silly camp things, running around, playing games, whatever that is, getting all hot and sweaty and gross. And, um, but also, we heard and we spent, spent a lot of time hearing from God's word. And the, the big idea this year was truth. Um, it's up there. It's on all our shirts if you look in tiny little font down here. Um, so the big, the big idea was truth and truth from God's word that speaks to our lives no matter where we are at or what situation we are facing. And so when I was kind of thinking about, thinking about some of the things and the, the, big, um, the big thing that stuck out to me is that we need truth in our lives because we're being bombarded from all different ways, um, from culture. We're being bombarded from, from maybe it's our friends, our influences at work, um, social media. That's a big one. And we need to be, we need to be rooted in, in Christ and God's word because we're going to get pulled every di- different way. Um, and they're going to try and use that to push on the, the foundation that we, we have in Christ. And if it's not... If it's not solid, then that's when we start to see see people drift and see people walk away from God. And um, I've been I've been involved in the student ministry for several years now, and I was kind of sharing with some of the students this week of I've seen 
I've seen many different students come come in and you know they're they're getting excited you know they come in in like sixth grade seventh grade I mean and they get plugged in they get saved they start growing and and walking in the Lord and you know maybe sign up for a Bible study or you know different activities and you know they go through this this whole thing of of our student ministry and, and growing and, and making these steps and then and then a lot of times I see I see students walking away from the Lord. There's been plenty that I've seen come out of the come out of there, and, um, and they kind of just disappear. I don't really see them in church or anything more like that. And um, and I think I think sometimes it starts with a you know a small decision of all right, it's Saturday night and I'm tired. You know I don't I don't really want to don't really want to go to church the next morning. And you know you're hanging out with a friend. Um, and then it's that next morning, and instead of bringing them with you to church, you're just like, nah, I'm not going to go today. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you skip a Sunday, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't really get that luxury being on staff at a church. Like, I kind of got to be here every week. So um, I don't really get that luxury. But, you know, it, it kind of starts with those small decisions, and it starts with those, those little choices of, all right, I'm not going to make this a, this a priority. And then maybe there's a... Uh, then it comes to meeting Sunday night and be like, nah, I don't need that either. It's just, uh, it's just an extra thing. And then goes on to the next, uh, the next, maybe there's a little Bible study or something going on. And you're like, nah, I don't, I don't really need that. And the next thing you know, the, the students haven't been to student ministry in, in six months. And we haven't seen them in a, in a long while. And, you know, like, that's something that, that happens. And, you know, and I hate to see the students moving into the next the next stage of life, um, whether that's from you're moving from high school into college, then they move into this next next bit, and you know they don't have any any community in Christ around them to encourage them. And I think I think what what happens is this is a this is a problem of not being rooted in the truth of God's word. And not knowing what you believe and not knowing where you stand on important issues that come up in life. So, and you know what? Like, this doesn't only happen with our students. Like, let's be real. Like, I've seen plenty of adults. The same kind of thing happens. It's just different choices, different, different things, whatever that may be. Um, and, you know, you kind of get, sometimes you get hit with the crazy things of life. And, you know, those things rock your world. And before you know it, you're like, all right, where am I at right now? Like, I don't even know if God's real. And so this is why um, I think it was really great that our, our whole theme for this week was truth. And the truth is that God loves you, God created you, and has a plan for your life. So the passage I want to dive into today is uh, Psalm 1. So I'll give you guys a second to, uh, to turn there and this chapter, if you guys haven't read through it before, it's uh, very short. There's only six verses in there. So hopefully, hopefully you can stick with me through that. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome. But as you turn there, I want you to kind of keep, keep the idea of the righteous man and the, the wicked man. Or another word they use for the righteous man is blessed. So we'll read through this and kind of take note of that. So verse 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. 
That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So if we start in verse 1, and I'm going to kind of break this down just a little bit. Um, we see that, that word blessed, and the blessed man, that, that literally means like happiness or oh, the happiness. And we see that this, this blessed man, he doesn't, he doesn't walk with the wicked. And that word wicked, it means guilty or criminal, or I think the best way we could describe it here is he's hostile to God. Um, and so the, the blessed man, he doesn't stand with the, the sinners or sit with the, the company of mockers. And this is opposite of the, the happiness of the blessed man. So as you see in there, there's some, some different things that the, the wicked are doing. And I don't, when I look at this passage, I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, he's, he's sitting or standing and then he's walking and then he's, um, then he's sitting or whatever that is. I don't think that's necessarily a progression um, because like you see the, the wicked and sinners is pretty much the same thing. Um, but it's basically, basically looking at like there's, there's two different, different camps of um, people. There's the, the blessed who are following God and the wicked who are not. Um, and, so, and so we see like the blessed person doesn't do these things. He doesn't walk in step with the wicked, those against God. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners. And he doesn't sit with scoffers. So verse 2, um, as we go down, it says, But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on the law day and night? And so this is in stark contrast of the, the wicked who don't read scripture. Um, but the righteous, they delight in the law of the Lord. Or another way to put that is um, law of the Lord is, is God's word, all of it. That's all instruction um, for believers. And I think when I, when I look at that, it says he meditates on it day and night. I'm like, I don't, I don't really think that could, I don't really see a person doing that. I know for me to like literally sit and read scripture for 24 hours a day, even if you cut out the time you're sleeping, like 16, I don't know, that's a long time to, to read and my I don't know if you're like me, but my mind does good to, to stay focused for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Um, and so I don't really think he necessarily stayed at them, stared at the, the scriptures all day. But um, when I look at the, the definition of meditation, he was, it says he was thinking deeply or carefully about um, God's word. And so what I imagine was probably happening here, I they probably read a little bit longer than, than we typically do, but I would say he was starting off his day with God's word and then spending the time throughout the day thinking about it, pondering it, wondering what that, what that truth of the, the word means about God and what that means about and how that applies to his life. Um, and so, and when I read that, I'm like, Man, could you imagine if that was our approach to scripture? If we, we sat and um, I know I'm guilty of it, of instead of 
instead of opening up my Bible app when I'm when I'm chilling and doing nothing, and instead I go to go to Facebook, go to TikTok, whatever. I don't know if you guys, some of you guys use TikTok or even know what that is, but um, <laughs> or Instagram or you know whatever that is. Um, but could you imagine how different our lives would be if that was us instead of you know we got a little five minutes here and open up the Bible app and 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 actually take that time to to study God's word. But something, something too that, that stuck out to me is when you think about this person and they're, they're spending all this time thinking about God's word, they're going to be changed by it. They're going to be transformed by it because um, we'll look at a, a couple of scriptures of Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And so Romans 12:2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So someone who spends this time, they're meditating on scripture, on truth, they're going to look different. They're going to be transformed. And it's going to transform, you know, it's going to transform the way we look at the world, the way we look at others, and it's really going to transform the way we look at ourselves. So as we continue down in this passage and um, we go into, into verse 3, it says, that person, um, it's talking about the blessed person, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So when I, when I see this, and I'm, I'm trying to picture this, this in my head of just sounds like some random tree, honestly, but um, I imagine so there's a stream running down through this area, and you, you kind of look that this tree that it's talking about, it doesn't wither. So you have to imagine that all the other trees around it are looking like a, like a mess like they do here at the end of summer, all dry, hot, and, and parched, and the land is all cracked. But we have this stream that's running down, and then sitting right on the bank of it is, is this, this tree that it doesn't wither. This tree has what it needs, and it, it yields its fruit in season. And since this... This tree is right there. It has what it needs. Like I said, it, it can produce fruit um, because it has water. It has nutrients right there. And, and the psalmist is using the same way to describe the righteous person. They're described in this way like the tree. Their, their leaf does not wither. They prosper in all they do. And so the, the idea of the righteous person here is that they're, they're stable. They're well-nourished. They're fruitful. They're prosperous. It's because they, they delight in the law of the Lord. They have a foundation in God's word. And also the small little thing, the, the idea of the tree bearing fruit, that's not for itself. The tree doesn't bear fruit so it can eat it. No, it, it does that for others. And, um, and so it made me think of Matthew 5, 16, of when it says, in the, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So as we continue down and we kind of see, see some more in this verse of things, um, in this chapter, verse four says, not so the wicked, 
they're like chaff that the wind wind blows away. So does anyone does anyone know what chaff is? Like just raise your hand. I'm curious. Okay, a couple of you. So I'll explain it for those of you who don't. But um, it's it's yeah it's it's weird. So um, so I haven't I haven't farmed a ton in my life, but um, my dad can attest to it. Of I've been out a few times with my my grandpa, and so we would we'd go out and you know I'd ride in the riding the combine and the tractor, like pulling the, the carts and stuff. And I know we live in central Illinois, so you've seen all this. You know what this looks like. Well, so we'd be riding in the, in the combine, and you know they got to go through, and they have the big head on there, and it's picking all the, all the corn, and it's got to cut it or whatever. And um, my brother and I would be riding in there with my grandpa. And <laughs> I remember because we would be, We'd be riding in there, and this was before he had a fancy or a bougie one that he could sit two people in. Um, so he only, had, he only had one seat. And so, of course, my grandpa is going to sit there. I'm not going to kick him out. He's also kind of driving, so that's important. But <laughs> we would, we'd be sitting in there, and you know what our, uh, our seat was? It was a... Uh, it was a nice little uh, red cooler that we would sit on. And so I'm sitting there, and we're, we're riding, and my face is about, like, eight inches from the, from the big windshield that goes in the front. So every time we'd go, we'd be going through the field, and then, bam, smack my face off the glass, and we'd hit a bump. So I told my wife, I was like, if there's anything messed up with me, I was like, that's probably why of riding in there too much. But... <laughs> So if you've ever seen that done, so you know the, you know the whole routine. They have, to, they have to bring the grain in from the field, um, so they'll, they'll get that out of the combine. I've seen it done with, like, these grain wagon things. I don't really know what they're called, but um, I know they were blue and tan, and that's all I know about it. Well, they'd bring it in, and um, you would have to you'd have to basically get it out of the cart. So a lot of times they would use this. Um, it's like a little like two augers. So the big auger is going up um, into the top of the grain bin. And then there's one down here that's little thing that all that would dump into to, so it could kind of bring it up to the top of the grain bin. Well, when it's doing that, um, there's basically, it's bringing it up and in the tube that's taking it up to the top, there's usually, at least how I've seen it done, there's a little little slit in the bottom that has like little holes. So there's the the corn and then there's the I've only seen it done with corn. I know other grains do it too, but there's the corn and then there's the, the chaff that falls out. You'll see like, I've always seen it's like red flakes and it comes out the bottom and it literally just makes a big old pile of stuff and it's just a big mess. And um, yeah, it kind of just sits there. If there's, if there's good uses for that, I didn't see anything about that. I think we always just threw it away or something. I don't really know. I guess I didn't stick around long enough to, to see that. But, um, and so there's just a big, big pile of this stuff, and it's, it's useless. Like, you don't, you don't use that for anything. And that's how the psalmist describes the wicked person. They're like this chaff that's just, it's literally like little pieces of paper that just get blown away. They're blown all over the place, and that's, that's how the, the wicked are described here. And I think, I think it was intentional, too, because when we see the contrast, and like I mentioned to you guys, there's all kinds of contrast between the two in this, in this uh, chapter. So we see the, the wicked, 
like I just said, who are blown away, blown every which way. And then we look at the righteous person, the blessed person, and they're like a tree planted by streams of water. You know, they're not blown all around. They're not, they're not blown all over the place and because they're, they're rooted. Um, and when we look at like the blessed person, they're rooted in God's word. But the, the wicked person, they're, they're not. And so they get blown every which way. And I think, I think that's a really good, really good point for us of being rooted in God's word. Like when those, those storms of life come, you're not, if you're rooted in God's word, you're not going to be blown every which way, wondering what you believe in. And, um, and so, like, I have, to, I have to say, like, for myself, being, being rooted in God's word, like, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful because of this last year and, and losing my mom. And um, even though, you know, it was so evident that she knew Jesus and I mean, you could just see that from the fruits of her life. Like, it still hurts down here. It's still, it's still not fun without her. And I know one day I'm going to get to see her again. But, you know, I, if I wasn't rooted in, in God's word and I didn't know what was going on, like, who knows what I would have done. Um, and I, I'm thankful for the fact that, like, I have God's word to turn to. And when I have all these questions of, like, well, she was such a good person. Well, no one's exempt from that. Like everyone's a sinner and we all feel the consequences of that. And, um, and I can go back to God's word with more questions and be like, God, why did this happen? What is this? Um, and another, you know, a verse that I was encouraged with is uh, Psalm 46.1. And it says, but when I, um, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And that's another that's one of those, those verses that you have to read scripture to find those things. You have to go to God's word. So as we continue down into verses 5 and 6 and kind of you know, bring this to a close, it says, Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So this is pointing to the time when we get to heaven, we all have to stand before God. And those who don't know Jesus, like, I, I look at this as, it's probably saying, like, they're not even going to be able to stand before God because they don't have Christ interceding. They don't have Christ on their side, basically making things right for them. So they won't even be able to stand before God. And, but then, Obviously, we look on the we look on the other side, and the Lord watches over. Um, or another word for that is God cares for the righteous, and in Christ, like the Lord cares for our paths as we follow Him. And this is a result of delighting in God's word um, and and knowing what God says about us. Like I said, that's going to transform the way we see the world we see ourselves and the way we see others and and so my my encouragement to you guys is let truth define you if you don't know something about yourself if you don't know something about the way way the world works go to god's word because god's word has everything in it that we need um and we can find 
find help in times of trouble. Maybe you're on the, you know, maybe you're on the, the mountaintop and you're having a great time and, and all that. Like go to God's word. Turn that to praise and give that back to God. Or maybe you're in the valley and you need encouragement. Hey, what do you know? Like I've been saying, God's word can encourage you in that. And that was the big, the big idea from this week of letting truth define you. Let the truth of God's word define you. And so um, I know there was, I mean, there was probably eight or nine sessions of things that we talked about, that we learned, and there was a whole bunch of, um, whole bunch of truth that was, that was shared. So we have some students who are going to um, share what they learned at camp. And so our first one is actually a video because Madison King isn't here this morning. Um, but so we have a video that she's going to share what she learned. Hi, I'm Madison King, and I'm 14 years old, and I'm a part of Calvary Student Ministry. I attended summer camp last year and this year. I just wanted to talk about my experience and how I, what I've learned from summer camp. Last year in January, I lost my best friend, and it took a lot out of me and I didn't talk to very many people for a while and um, I kind of lived in my own little world. Then one day my grandma texted me and asked if I would like to attend church on Sunday and I said yes. And that evening I went to youth group and I met some new people people and made some friends with people I already knew of. And then a few weeks later, I attended a meeting for Engage Camp 2021. And I decided I wanted to go. And so it really impacted me, my best friend's death, and it led me to God because I went to church camp and I was saved and found Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And a few weeks after we got back, I was baptized. And then I decided to attend church camp again this year. And I've really expanded on my relationship with Christ and started getting closer with God and that's how summer camp affected me these past two years. Um, yes. So I'm going to invite uh, Jaden and Holly up and they're going to they're going to share what they've learned this year. senior as we like to call it at camp so I graduated this past year and um, so I was technically not old enough to go to the camp but you know what we did it anyway um, so this camp camp this year as always was such an amazing experience for me but being one of the older kids actually gave me a different perspective on church camp because I had the perspective every other year of oh I'm kind of the younger kid I don't want to get like in everybody's way but I'm gonna have fun but this year I kind of had 
a mom role for a lot of it, especially to the younger girls. And <laughs> um, it allowed me to see how God moves, not only just in my life, but also in the lives of the younger girls. Um, but one of the biggest like things that um, our speaker said this week that really hit me was, just like a light, you can't shine until you're connected to a source, which our source is Jesus. So if we allow ourselves to not be connected to that source and just kind of disconnect from it, we're not going to shine. We're not going to be able to show others Jesus. And so if we don't show others Jesus, how are kids like Holly and other kids like that, how are they going to find Jesus? It's going to be so much harder for everybody to get connected to that source if we're not shining our light or if we turn it off because we don't want to show it to everybody. And um, another thing that he said that really kind of hit me, and I think a lot of other people was, is this what I want to be doing if Jesus comes back? If I'm sitting here doing something in my life, is that what I want to be doing if Jesus comes back? Do I want to be sitting and hiding my light, or do I want to be shining my light for everybody to see? Because if I'm shining my light, that means more people are brought to Jesus, and more people can see the truth. And now I'm going to hand it off to my lovely girl, Holly, for her to share. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Holly. I'm 11, about to be 12. I've been, <laughs> I've been going to this church for a very, very long time. Um, can't remember how long, really, but um, I was always super excited to join the youth group and be with the older girls because I've looked up to everyone like Jaden and all those girls right there. And um, so I was always super excited for youth group and camp. So um, I kind of realized the week before camp, I was in a not-so-good place with God. I was taking a path away from God. And so I had talked to Garrett Sunday, and I was telling him how I felt as though even though I got saved, I felt though I was taking the wrong path. And he told me that, him or any of the other counselors would love to talk to me. So th Thursday, the week of camp, I talked to Jaden, and I was telling her how I felt I was in a bad spot. And she comforted me and told me it was okay to talk. So that night, I talked to Jennifer, and I decided to reaffirm my salvation. And what that means was I found my place with God, and I accepted him deep down in my heart. And I, yeah, I was really impacted by this uh, camp. Everything the sermon had to say really spoke to me. He, one night, was talking about luggage and how you don't have to carry around your luggage everywhere you go. And I really felt that because I didn't really talk to anyone about uh, not being in a good place with God. I kind of kept it to myself and always thought to myself what to do. So getting it out really felt nice and a huge weight lifted off my shoulder. So I felt as though God was really speaking to me. So that's how camp impacted my life. And I'm so thankful to, I'm so thankful for uh, Chris, Madison, Jennifer, and Garrett, and Jaden for being my mom for the week of camp. <laughs> and, uh, everyone else that was there for me in that time where I didn't know what to do with myself and God. Thank you. Thank you guys.
so that's a little a little glimpse of what some of our students learned and you know what they were they were learning at camp. So um, I want to invite up Chris, who's one of our counselors, as Holly said, and um, he's. I was kind of sharing, yeah, Chris. <laughs> so he's our he's our been our intern for a couple weeks, and I mean he's kind of. He's kind of leaving us in a couple weeks because he has to get married and, and that. But he learned some things at camp, too, and there's a lot for, for all of us, so he's going to share. All right. Um, so going into camp, I thought I was going for the students, um, but I didn't know what God was going to show me while I was there. Um, since I dedicated my life to ministry in 2018, ever since then, I wondered why God put me on this path. Um, I've struggled with it. I thought that it's not what I'm supposed to be doing, um, but there's always something that brings me back. And this week it was seeing our students and the thousand other, let's see, we had 16, so 984 other kids. Um, um, the first thing I want to say is I'm so proud of the students we brought. Um, they did, yeah. They did an amazing job. Um, they did a great job representing our church and our student ministry, so I'm proud of that. Um, but being there, God showed me exactly what I was doing is what I need to do. Um, I want to bring the celebration we had with a 1,000 students to the same celebration with whenever I'm in the next church I go to, wherever that'll be, with the one student who needs to see the light. I want that same level of celebration with them. Um, I just, it was just, sorry, it just, it really showed me what I need to do. Um, it showed me that I want to grow with these students and grow with the church that I get put in. Um, I just, it's crazy what God can do in your life. You go for one thing and it shows you something completely different. Um, that was my experience with camp. I just, I just can't wait to graduate now and be, do this as my full-time job. <laughs> students learned at camp and and Chris and it was a it was a great week and I'd encourage you if you see any of the students wearing these shirts go around and ask them what they learned at camp there's there's a lot of cool stuff that maybe I didn't share that you know the three of them didn't share but there was a there was a lot talked about and that'll encourage them also to uh um, kind of work on those things and and figure that out so um and the other the other two um so Ava uh, she got saved this week at camp, if you guys know her. Yeah. Yeah, Ava. <laughs> and then the other one, I'm trying to find everyone. JT, yeah, JT back there. Yeah. So that's, that's something coming into this camp this week. I had been praying for, for God to do big things and... We could, take, we could take 50, 60, 70, 80 students, and if one of them hears truth and they're going to they're gonna figure out something that they can work on in their life and apply God's word to their life, like that's worth it. And to have two students get saved and another make sure for certain they know where they're going, that was, that was so worth it. So, man, that was, that was an awesome week, and, um, and I would I encourage you guys, like, ask them, see where they're at. 
and see what's going on in their lives. But as we kind of come back to what I was talking about and the, the two paths of life, um, I want to encourage you guys, like, where are you at with that this morning? Like, kind of honestly evaluate yourself. Are you, are you the, in the righteous camp, the one who's following God, who's delighting in the law of the Lord? Are you the wicked one, the one who does not know Jesus? And so I'd encourage you guys to, uh, um, to bow your heads with me. Just take a moment. Let's, let's reflect on that. And because I know um, if you don't know Jesus, I know that in Romans 6, 23, it, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we can, we can thank God for that and, and thank him for for that truth. And so if that's, if that's the camp you're in, like, please talk to me. I would love to lay out the scriptures for you. I'd love to help lead you so that you could be on the path of the righteous. But maybe you're in that camp that already knows Jesus. Then what's the next step for you? Maybe it's what I was talking about earlier of delighting in the law of the Lord. Like I said, I, I know I don't always do the best of that, of spending, and I know if we're honest with ourselves, we all don't do that well. But spending that time with God and making that a, that a priority, maybe it's starting out in the morning and opening up scripture and saying, all right, God, what do you have to show me this morning? Maybe that's the next step for you. Maybe it's evaluating where you're at with some of your friends and whatever that that is, take just a moment and, and pray to God about that. Lord, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you that we can come back from camp. God, that we, I mean, God, that we get to spend that, that week celebrating, God, lifting up your name, singing, hearing from your word and hearing truth. And God, I pray that we would go from here and um, continue to let truth define us. Um, but Lord, I thank you for this morning as well and God that we got to gather here that we could come together and God hear from your word and and Lord I I know that you're working on hearts and God I know that you're working on lives right now and um, God if there's something that we need to to change I pray that you would reveal that reveal that to us right now but Lord I thank you for the the students that got saved God and and for um, Holly and, and reaffirming where she's at, God, that we get to celebrate with them in heaven. So Lord, I thank you so much for the way that when we ask for you to show up, for you to do great things, God, you do. So Lord, I thank you for this time we've got to gather this morning. And I pray that you'll work on our hearts and continue to change lives. God, we love you. We thank you. We pray all this in Christ's name.
Amen.